0: To around the console i'm bob and joining me are john sucky cliff and craig uh, and we are now about to embark on or well we're quite we're quite into our time lord victoria saga journey uh, and on this episode we are reviewing echoes of extinction extinction the but the eighth doctor side so this is a, a vinyl release which has just come out now it's like rocking our shit trying to get hold of one uh, but we managed to get hold of a digital copy uh, which we've listened to so I think the idea behind it is you can put on any side you want it's not side 1 or side 2 you can put on the 8th or the 10th Doctor side of this uh, and it kind of correlates into one but we are reviewing just the 8th Doctor side as that is where we're at in this time of Victoria's Saga Um, 29 minute audio full cast production big finish Uh, I I mean I'll be honest I I I, I I thought I'd missed something because it's only 29 minutes long because it's a vinyl, and that's the Mac, well, pushing it at 29 minutes, how much you can fit on one side of a of an LP. Uh, and it came to an abrupt end for me. But I always struggle with audio productions, even at 29 minutes long. And I think I've had to listen to it about four or five times to get any sort of clue as to what's going on. But I have enjoyed it, and I always enjoy Paul McGann's Doctor, uh, that's for sure. But um, we'll, we'll go around and get everyone's vibe on it. Uh, John, I'll come to you first. What's your What's your thoughts on this
1: little drama? Uh, I listened to it once through. Um, I wasn't. I mean, I am maybe the same as you in this regard. I, I did struggle with the audio format of it a little bit in terms of my mind wandered and I got a bit bored very very quickly listening to it. Uh, but I, I did. I did get some good performances and, and the sound quality was amazing. Yes. But uh, I, I did. Uh, it didn't make much of an impact on me this one, which is a bit of a shame. And I'm struggling to see kind of where it might lie yeah. in, the, in the big scheme of things. Oh, it fits well. Apparently, I think
0: there the is stuff made a lot in the books that come later. But it's a massive, it's a massive journey, isn't it? So, but yeah, tepid. I get it, John. I get it. Uh, Craig.
2: Well, I think I need to set the scene a little bit. When I was listening to this, I was kind of, I was. Sealing travertine tiles in one of our bathrooms. And you want to listen to it. And the important thing about that is, if anyone has ever sealed travertine tiles, it's oh, yeah. really, really intoxicating smell. And I think I was getting slightly high while I was actually
1: listening to this. It's <laughs> this not the first time this has happened. No, no I never sniffing
2: glue. Yeah, Whoa. and because the door was closed, the windows closed, a small space, lots of t- tiles right up close, and it was like, for some strange reason, I really enjoyed this story. Uh, it was. I actually did enjoy it, to be fair. That was the situation. I did listen to it while I was working, and I listened to it again today. In fact, I was enjoying it so much, I listened to both The Eighth Doctor and The Tenth Doctor side because I was really enjoying it a lot. Um, so for me, yeah, a bit like Bob and uh, John just said, I do struggle a little bit with audio, but this one seemed to flow a bit more easily for me. I got into it. I liked the story. It kept my mind occupied while I was doing a really dull task, to be honest. Um, what, sniffing glue? Sniffing glue. Sniffing <laughs> <No, laughs> glue. No, (laughs) Sniffing tile scene. Let's get this right for the kids. Um, So, yeah, it it was a good story for me. I did enjoy it. It felt very Doctor Who-y.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cool, man. Uh, Cliff? Um... I didn't enjoy it oh, no. I, I listened to it and I made sure you only listen to the 8th because I want to I do the journey like when how it's supposed to drop in and even though I had it all there I thought well if, if I'm enjoying it I'll just follow it straight on to the 10th and I just found of all highs what we've had of of the Time Lord Victoria stuff and I, I love the Master one I love how it was all like having different theories and I, I liked the Dalek ones before that I just felt this was a low yes. for me whether uh, whether it's going to catch itself up with the other stuff we've got to listen to, and then we can go, oh, that's what that meant, and this is what that meant. But I found it was even at 29 minutes, it felt a bit uh, low for me. Uh, I, can, I do get that, Cliff. Uh, it's lucky. Okay.
4: I, I did not enjoy it at all. Right. I oh. don't know why I use, oh. I do listen to a Have lot of the production notes yet
1: though?
5: <laughs>
4: yeah. No I, I did. I've been on the Big Finish website and I've had a good look as to who's playing who and what, what the matter,
3: but it doesn't give much away on this You've I, got yeah. a watch going on that website they know your IP they probably <laughs> tracking you Yeah they probably <laughs> do <But No>. they, <laughs> the, the, the video
0: FBI or whatever will be around
4: kicking his door in <laughs> It's a good job I do buy some of their stuff then isn't it? Hey <laughs> But um, well, well done, no, Sophie. but the, the, the actual story, I don't know if it's because we're, I'm used to listening to an audio book, an audio story, which is quite a lengthy length, uh, a, le- uh, a lengthy long length, length right, <laughs> where, where you a lot of stuff uh, is explained, whereas this is, as, as you're saying, it's only 29 minutes and it is short, it's quite quick, whatever's happening. Uh, so when I first re- listened to it it dis- didn't register at all second time I listened to it I've got some of the stuff that's happening but it was not a story that I'll read.
2: Really I think enjoyed. the reason why you probably I, I might be reading into it a little bit but there's not a lot actually happens and it is quite predictable which is why I find it really easy listening while I was doing another task because um, I could comb in on both of them and the 29 minutes it does come to an abrupt end. I didn't realise I just pressed play on the next side and it kind of carried into the 10th doctor which part I just carried on with it. So I get what you're saying completely sucking. There was nothing new about this it is almost i enjoyed the story but in terms of the whole time god victorious it does feel quite shallow in comparison well, it's like predictable
3: in comparison I got
0: that. I t- i'll tell you how, how i've sort of come to look at it because like i said i have listened to it maybe four or five times now um first couple i didn't really have a clue what was going on but it is quite a big concept and correct me honestly correct me if i've got it got this wrong um but but basically this um <coughs> sort of whatever it is this Crete. this well, it's not cre- it's an AI, this, yeah. is it an ai it's an AI- so, ioi it? it's a psychic yeah, force is so, it yeah. but, but the, it was created it was created as a created. battle yeah so that's right. So then this girl takes it on board to save it. Uh, and then the people that they've taken it from start transmitting these messages, but the messages aren't real, that they've killed people and all this kind of stuff. It sends Then sends the AI psychic power crazy to think that's what it has to do for this girl.
1: Have I got that wrong? Yeah, I think that's the that's gist of it. That's just a new story to me. I mustn't be paying any attention. I, yeah,
2: I, I didn't get that coming from the people that created it. I got it coming from her. I was thought she was out the baddie. But I definitely agree with everything apart from where me. the origins of it came from. Well,
0: okay. it, it's a because tra- tra- okay. it transpires when the Doctor does go inside or, you know, mentally. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. The Doctor goes to fight it. He then sees the truth and it yes. was Jas- Jasmine, the Jasmine. character of Jasmine, that took the the basically she took into her brain yes uh and then to save it and then disappeared yes now the people that we had the ai this is what i perceived it to be were then transmitting these messages that that they wanted things dead and all this kind of stuff um as a a, like this is what's happening down on the planet and they've escaped to this other area um, and it's just being transmitted, and then this, so this, whatever this entity then thinks it has to kill all these people in its sort of brain, or it has killed all these people, but the people <clears> are still in its head, and it's so Let's say I'm looking too much into no, it. No, you've got I, it
3: exactly. I can't. Sorry, um, I just saw it slightly different. That I thought it was her installing. This way to fight back because she felt sorry for it. He wasn't going to fight back because it's a point where he's quite timid and he's like, What are you all doing? You know, I can hear these voices. And it seemed to me that she installed that in it to fight back. And then obviously, the result of he he eradicated everybody until the, the end is that she's just her and the butler type robot.
2: I get it very similar to Cliff. I get it that yeah. kind of, it was created as an AI, she tries to save it, it goes in, <clears throat> it goes into psychic force, and then it gets confused, and it thinks that he has to kill things for her, um, and she doesn't want that, so she's trying to flee. But then at the same time, you get this mixed vibe from her about that. Um, I, I so I'm a, I'm a bit confused now listening to both of you because I can kind Well, no,
0: because it's only because after the doctor goes in there, he comes out and he sort of, fig- not forgives her, uh, but it's made out then that the people that were trying to control the AI, do whatever to the AI or whatever this thing is... Um, they would try to uh, destroy it or let it die or something like that, and it wasn't oh. her fault that she was just trying to save it. She,
4: I've got to say, that she actually she saves this AI. Yeah. But the people haven't been killed; they're still on the planet because he sends. There's two versions of it in the end: one that he sends back to the planet, and the other one that's suddenly yeah, so in the, that, the robot. So they're definitely the, dead on the planet, aren't they? Like, he goes out and
0: kills them all. It but see, so actually, it actually does kill all these people. It's yeah, not just. it a definitely practice. kills them. I got in my head it was a projection. No, it um, kills them. That, that was a kind of a fictional thing for whatever reason that I didn't quite get. Yeah. Um, oh no! So this thing does actually kill yeah. them all. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, I was just maybe looking it into... Because I know at the end it does... Well, that's my interpretation. Into, Don't mean it's, that's my understanding no, no. of it. It goes into Edward's, the butler robot that she creates, which is based on something from her childhood. Yeah. But then it's able to split itself into other beings and other things like that. Yeah, because it the can end. project itself. Yeah, and that's how I sort of felt it ended, yeah. was like this cliffhanger of... It could have spread out potentially anywhere.
2: It, it just comes to a really sudden end, doesn't it? So you've got her yeah. going down to the planet, you've got Jasmine saying, oh, let's have a cocktail, and then next thing, oh, go and kill me. And then it just ends, and then you get the tease of the 10th Doctor, and that's it.
0: But it just goes to show, doesn't it, like how sometimes difficult these audio players are to understand, it. I think, anyway. It's yeah. not like we're all, you know, it's not like we're daft, you know, and we've all got a slightly different take on what this story is about, and it's only 29 minutes. Um, do, do, is that bad writing, or do, do we
3: just I, struggle with audio? I think, I think there was. I think they tried to pack too much within that twenty odd minutes, yeah. or and it just didn't come across very well. And I'm comparing it to the other timeline Victoria stuff. What we've watched, which are brilliant, and yes. really yeah. got involved with it. So maybe I'm, I'm trying to think. I was expecting something grand and, and great, and I like the Eighth Doctor. It's a shame they never did a TV of him. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. Was we missing something else? Probably. It just felt it wasn't wrapped up in a clever Doctor way. You know I, what I mean? I don't think we were missing anything. I think it was
2: quite predictable, actually. As a Doctor Who story goes, this pulled no punches. This isn't like when we did the last one, uh, and the, particularly the first one, where you had the regeneration of the Master. Um, there was nothing in here that was unusually different about... Uh, a big finished story to me. It felt very staged, very predictable, very comfy as a story. It didn't take me out of my comfort zone. I could right. see exactly what was coming.
0: <laughs> Looking the glue, you, you sniffing. at
2: <laughs> this point I was in the shower cubicle.
4: <laughs> Do you think this is because it's part one of a part two part story, and probably? Even though you you're supposed to listen, you, you should listen to them separately because they're two different timelines.
0: It's supposed to be one big story well, together. That's you I, I did go and listen to story. the tenth doctor side, but only the once. And there was just yes. basically, I think, little tiny bits popping right. through.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I didn't watch it, didn't listen to it. I didn't
0: listen to it. Well done, because that's the finale, if you like, of this whole saga, so... Yeah,
3: see, I want to do it in order, mate. Yeah,
2: see, I listened lad. to the 10th Doctor St- side, not knowing that it was the finale of the whole thing and just wondering where... I just kind of... And you as th- high as a kite. Well, like, it just came to such <laughs> an abrupt ending, I just kind of pressed play on the next thing and it kind of, like... It just took me to the Tenth Doctor, and I must admit that I was so excited beyond words to hear the Tenth Doctor's voice again, yes. that I just listened to it all in complete awe uh, of the fact that I was hearing David Tennant again, um, but it didn't, it didn't massively
3: develop the story. I but, didn't but, see any connection with what we'd seen, though, before, no. No, it wasn't. I don't. Which was, was a f- shame, and I'm sure you get that. Like I said, uh, the more we invest our time within it, but with the others, we was already trying to click and find out different things. And like you said, it was—it just seemed to be, you know, uh, a tick list of a typical Doctor Who yeah. mini episode. Yeah. And to me, uh, that wasn't enough for me.
1: I was expecting more. The performances, as I say, were good though. Yeah, um, but but actually, yeah, the, value the was amazing. The quality was good, so. Yeah it was easy to listen to it just wasn't easy to listen to it was yeah.
0: easy to listen to but not easy to understand and I'll tell you what I forgot how much I fucking love Paul McGann's theme oh no yeah. really I love Paul McGann. I mean, I love Paul McGann, but I love that theme tune. It's well different.
3: This is a dance version. But this isn't Paul McGann's
0: theme tune it's... from the show, is it? Or is it? I think it's the one for. It's a kind of take on it. If not the one from the TV movie, yeah. isn't it? Can,
2: can you? Exp- I don't think it's one from the TV music because I love that as well. But this seems a bit more orchestral than that. But why does in the in Big Finish? Why does the Eighth Doctor's TARDIS sound distinctly different to everyone else's TARDIS? I don't ever get that.
0: Didn't notice
3: that, Craig. I didn't notice that.
2: It's, it is. is—it's diff- In my head, it's really different. I... What, when it
0: materialises?
2: Yeah. I it it I has a different pitch and everything. I didn't notice but I've always didn't... struggled with that. Every single big finish of Eighth Doctor. Maybe it's in my head, but it just doesn't gel. It's almost it's,
0: like... It sounds deeper. It sounds more machine. Oh, I know what you mean. You mean the um—that that, like weird beepy noise rather than the machine groaning.
2: I mean that when it's literally landing, you get the vrp, sound kind of coming
3: through. The vrp, vrp? What? What? they <laughs> put it on the comics. The yeah, r- you were the chain at that moment, Eric, <inaudible> <laughs> in the toilet.
0: i tell you what I did like, though. The, uh, we're talking about the production values. Is the incidental music big synth, like, sorry, 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 big synthesizer, cool synthesizer atmospheric music. I always loved that in Doctor Who. Uh,
3: and that was there a lot. Uh, I like that. It who did the music to it? Because it was really good. Some dude. Well, I don't the know. Produce, the production value of all big, big Finnish stuff is amazing. Sucky, who did the uh, music Suki for it? we no. you know. Check your production notes. S- you have a look in
0: your footnotes, whatever you do. Magic it is as well. You know everything, no. Suki. Well, I think it was. No. Pro- was it produced? No, he's or- quiet without his footnotes, isn't it? I think it was produced or. <laughs> was it written by Alfie Shaw? Alfie Shaw? Am I right? It was written by Alfie, Alfie. Shaw. Um... But yeah, I mean the big, st- the big stuff, the big stuff, the big finish stuff is it. It always sounds very good, and it has done since It, it day reminds one. me of Murray Gold, very grand. Yeah, big, big, big music, yeah. big. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think, yeah, just overall, it was, it was all right. It was good, and I, I, I did get more from it, and I have to do that with audios in general. Listen to me again and again and again till I, till something clicks. I think there's only one time I've never done that, and that was with uh, Spare Parts
1: because oh, that's genius because it's it just cracking, it clicked I in I it tried tried to to that one. I think I have listened the to that one I might have heard that one I think I've recommended to you before, John yeah yeah
4: the uh, the music boys was by Ian
0: Morris there we go well thank so you dude But, yeah, some dude. But, yeah, I mean, Big Finish always do good content from a sound point of view. Um, I tell you what, we're going to hand over down to our Down Under uh, sub office, I want to call it. I mean, we're going to hand over to (laughs) Down Under uh, with uh, Dwayne and Philip from the Sirens of Audio podcast to get their hot take
5: on this. Well, thanks, Bob, for uh, letting us talk about the next in the Time Lord Victoria series Echoes of Extinction, the Eighth Doctor side. It's really exciting. Exciting, Philip, to hear the boys and their excitement of audio, particularly on the short trips from last time. I was very happy to hear
6: because audio rocks. Yeah, well done, boys. Keep <laughs> listening to the audio stuff; it's great.
5: So, echoes of extinction. It was specifically designed vinyl release, so that's why you've got the two 29-minute episodes. It was supposed to come out what November last year, was it January? I think it was delayed a couple of times. But it, it was. was. Uh, I think my expectations for this was that it was somehow. To tie up the Time Lord Victorious arc and we'd have a bit more in it, but it's not what we got. We got a nice little prologue. We got a bit of a coda with the 10th Doctor side, but we're looking at the 8th Doctor side. And this is pretty much a standalone story. I think it's a very good story, actually. And it's got Paul Clayton, who plays Mr... Is it Mr. Colchester in Torchwood? I think
6: it is. Just Colchester in Torchwood, yes. Oh, forget the mister? Forget the mister. He's just Colchester.
5: So we don't normally get those actors... Well, Paul Clayton's been in a couple of other Doctor Who's, but Burn Gorman in particular definitely not. Pretty simple story as far as links to the Time Lord Victorious series didn't really get much of a link to that because I think it's tied up more with the Tenth Doctor side and the opportunity that he has. I think the, the Time Lord Victorious link in this is uh, a reference to a line that the Doctor makes in He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not, which in chronological terms we haven't heard yet. He's he's on a quest for the to see the 700 greatest wonders of the universe and that's pretty much it. Other than that, it's a self-contained story, which uh, which I enjoyed. What about you, Philip?
6: Well, I think Alfie Shaw did a great job. Alfie Shaw's probably better known for being in charge of all the short trips. Uh, but he's, he's done a good writing job here in terms of this story. It, as you said, it's, it's not, it's a, not a complex. But anything that poor McCann is in is going to be good because he just knows how the doctor works. And just, he, he's such a hero doctor, I guess. And so I guess mm. the moment he arrives, you know he's gonna be heroic and sacrificial, so sacrificial. They're sort of the, the two traits that Paul McGann really brings out really strongly. Uh, Byrne Gorman, as you said, uh, great. What an amazing actor Burn Gorman is. I think I was a bit disappointed that his voice was probably just a bit too disguised. Mm. Like I was really struggling to recognize it as Byrne's voice because I love Burns' voice, I love the way he acts. I I do think the character was unbelievably sinister. And yeah, I I think it was was a good villain to have, complex villain to have. Um, Part of the issue with the story is as it's 29 minutes long and there's a lot of exposition that Alfie had to put in and so it really felt tightly packed. Mm. And there's a couple of times I actually need to go back today and re-listen because I listened to it when it first came out last month. But there was a lot of stuff that I'd obviously missed, and there was some stuff I was not I was trying to make sure that the links all held together, which they, they did do, but I did have to go back and re-listen to a few sections of tight exposition. There's a, you know, there's a scene where the Doctor's inside Network's mind, and then there's a conversation when he comes out. And I really had to pay attention to those two scenes to actually know what had happened, and why it had happened, and who was the villain, and, and what was going on there. So it's a standalone story, it's a good story. I think it, it does feel, even though it's standalone, it feels like it needs more. So it, it is actually in some ways kicking off the whole what, Time tunnel Victorious on the Doctor side of things. But yeah, I I enjoyed it. It worked well. As far
5: as putting more story in there, unfortunately, it is constricted by the vinyl format. This is specifically designed for vinyl. So even at 29 minutes, it's really stretching it because vinyl's not really designed to go much past your 22, 25 minutes. Even though stories have been released on vinyl, they've been pressed from existing stories. But this one was totally created from scratch, which is all part of the Time Lord Victorious package. Plan. Uh, Yeah, the, the grand, Master plan of James Goss?
6: I, I, you know, I would actually like to listen to it on vinyl because yeah. I think the sound design things have been done to hear it on vinyl. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I had a huge, still have a huge record collection. I, I do like vinyl, but. I, I must admit I've never started the collection of Doctor Who and vinyl I think I have too, too many collections going already <laughs> and that really wouldn't be the end of my marriage uh, but that being said um, I would be curious to hear how the sound design worked on vinyl with the crackling with the the other noises that come as part of it and certainly in terms of the whole network idea in terms of the the network of sound and crackling and waves and things, I do suspect that the hearing it on vinyl will actually add a whole new dimension to what's going on inside that spaceship.
5: So I'm keen to hear what the boys because it's a thumbs up from me. It's not going to give you any massive answers in terms of Time Lord Victorious. It's just one of those standalone stories. It's what they've always said though from the start is that you can dip into any of them. And this is a perfect example of that. If you want to get into the Time Lord Victorious us into the meat of it you're going to have to wait until the books that's where you're going to get most of your information on how it all fits together but uh, as far as this goes love it thank you very much
0: indeed dwayne and philip there from the sirens audio podcast uh, for sending us your review Uh, i'm just going to come around and get our final thoughts be on this or be on big finish um
2: craig i enjoyed the story but it felt very big finish and like big finish the overall thing i stopped listening to them because they they became a bit confusing and i couldn't really visualize what was going on so for me um yeah a a pleasant story it didn't seem to pull the shocks comfy and familiar
1: fair enough fair enough craig uh john yeah it's a visualization thing i think i failed and maybe it's another one of those instances where i need to um what listen to it a number of times before i get it but uh yeah, it did feel like short and inconsequential. It lost me very quickly, so uh, that'd be great for me.
3: No, no, that's cool. Uh, Cliff? Um, I think I was expecting a lot more. It's It just seemed to be a typical written Doctor Who story, and it was lacking a massive amount compared to the stuff that we've already reviewed. We have, been, we have been very fortunate. I think the stuff we have
0: mm. done... So far, we've we've been fairly gushing over and got a lot from all it,
1: it. All it needed was a little tie-in yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah something yeah, like A tiny in. little yeah. thing. Exactly. It, and, and our opinions on it would have changed. Yeah, guarantee. exactly. Yeah, no, no, but definitely.
0: Uh, sucky. Um, OK, I says I didn't
4: enjoy it, and I... S- I'm going to stand by that. I didn't enjoy it. I I, I do listen to a lot of big Finnish productions these days because I've cut down on my podcast listening. So I'm used to the big feature-length storylines and being this short, it just didn't gel with me. Maybe if I listen to with the second part Mm. in a few months' time, it might just click as a whole. But at the moment, I'm just going to say...
0: No, I did not. That's the beat of it. Is it's. I mean, it's not. It it was definitely not terrible. It was well produced. There was something in there, uh, and you know, this is this is a massive journey. So I'm hoping that some of does come of this, and and I think it does. I think there's some stuff in the books and things that do. You know, I think Dwayne and Philip touch on it. There's there's more to come uh, that does come back to this, and it'll be dead good. Um, And anyway, next time we're going to be doing another audio, um, and it's called "He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not." Paul McGann. I don't know much too much about it. It might be a you know full length. Proper... I think it's
1: based around Doctor Who, Bob. I'm not. I'm Is, not 100% it? Certain. Is it John? That's great. That's I suspect good. that it might be Doctor Who related. <laughs> well, so we got a suspicion it might be Doctor Who related.
0: Paul McGann. I think it looks like it's got some oods in it. Um, oh, like oods. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, but that's yeah. what we'll be reviewing next time in our Time Lord Victorious saga. So thank you for listening to Around the Console. Until next time. Goodbye.